podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by thebatmanuniverse.net. Here, we love talking about everything Batman. Thebatmanuniverse.net has news, original content, and reviews about Batman comics, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. Check out thebatmanuniverse.net and join our Discord server to start chatting with fellow fans. We can't wait to talk to you guys. Also, visit our Patreon page and join our other awesome supporters. But enough of this nonsense. On with the show. Welcome to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast, Season 16, Episode 1, first episode of 2024. I'm your host, Ian, and I have with me... This is Dev. And this is still recovering from the holiday deal. <laughs> I need a holiday from the holiday. Uh, since we have a pretty short break since the last episode, and DC usually goes quiet between um, Christmas and New Year's, we don't have any news... So we're just going to jump right into our reviews with Detective Comics 1080. Written by Ram V. Art by Jason Sean Alexander and Mike Perkins. Colors by Dave Stewart. And this arc is Gotham Nocturne, colon, intermezzo, colon, Batman, comma, Outlaw, Part 5, The Finale. Jim Gordon drives his stolen police van through Gotham madly, bearing Batman's unconscious body and Selina in the back. An Orgum trooper knocks the van over with an RPG, but before a battle can begin, Two-Face arrives with his gang and a bone to pick with the Orgums. Two-Face blows up the bridge between Catwoman and Jim, delaying the Orgums as they steal a car and race to the harbor. The Queen of the Orgums murders her son with poisoned wine as punishment for him giving Catwoman the chance to save Batman. He declares she will have other husbands and sons, but only the loyal shall live. Selina hands Batman over to Talia, who ta- takes Batman far, far away by boat through waves of enemies, ending up in a lifeboat, just as Talia and a Barbatos and Asmer-possessed Batman. In the days to come, Gotham slowly forgets Batman. Dr. Hurt sends the Flamingo to deal with Talia as he prepares for the sun he wishes to shape. And lastly, Renee dons the mask of the question once again to investigate the death of her detective, Fielding. <laughs> it's the silence part of your dramatic pause. <laughs> no, I just got distracted. <laughs> okay, but- I know you got your question, but I got to ask this question first, because Brom V really does have Renee as a just terrible whatever. How many how many offices have she lost since she's been commissioner? 
Maybe. Uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're not even counting Blue Wall. I think it was a lot. I mean, to be fair, every commissioner loses a lot because Gotham keeps getting freaking taken over by villains every week. I mean, but not like this. I mean, we, we, we've had two of her close officers die in this arc alone. I mean, at least what's his name from Blue Wall is around, but I would imagine he's going to be reassured it too. You know, I hope you, not. All you Star Trek fans out there. I just hope Officer Brooks from Batgirls doesn't get killed. Cause like, I, I just, I mean, I know that you have to have, I, I know that Gotham police have to be, you know, majority corrupt and, and therefore a lot of them will die because they'll get involved in gangs and get killed by rival criminals and all that stuff. So, but you know, I'm a I'm a Gotham Central and GCPD, you know, the Chuck Dixon and Denny O'Neill series in the 90s. I'm a fan of those. So I I prefer to have a core of trustworthy officers with integrity. And sure, they can have flaws and stuff, but it's always a bummer when one of those gets off, like fielding. I guess they all need to do like Harvey and just go into the PI business. <laughs> Is that what Harvey's done? Oh, Harvey Bullock. I thought we were talking about Two-Face. <laughs> So online of business too. So let's uh, start at that begin that that ending. Can can Renee just become question full time, please? <laughs> I'm tired of her being a bad commissioner. <laughs> I I think that this is a good move and a decent plot line. My problem is they keep writing stories where Renee suits up as the question, so it doesn't feel special or. Or dramatic. It's sort of like what I was saying, uh, either last issue or the issue before about the Queen of the Orgums. We've already seen her a lot, so the whole story where she shows up on the boat and kills everyone on board doesn't feel that exciting. It's supposed to be her grand entrance, but it's just her being evil some more, and we've seen her being evil a lot already, so it's, it loses the dramatic impact. And in the same way, Renee constantly showing up as the penguin not the <laughs> penguin <laughs> penguin on my mind because i read the penguin comic for this um but renee constantly showing up as the question it feels like it, it does rob her a bit of that dramatic impact do you do you agree or do you think that this was still super dramatic <sighs> this one had so many endings like i kept uh, thinking like i was reading movie. i kept thinking i was reading a backup so i don't i feel like the drama was lost because it was like oh and also Oh, and also, oh, and also, and who, who's the, pe pe the pe pe pelican, the flamingo talking to? Dr. Hurt. Dr. Hurt. I don't even. He's a villain from Batman R.I.P. And he's another person I really hate. So okay. we're definitely going to talk about him so, in a little bit. Yeah. I, I just felt like her, Renee's, I feel like the drama was lost because just so much was happening at the end. It was just like, bam, 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 bam. And I didn't know what to think. I'm happy Steph did bring up the idea of everything looking like a backup story because that's that's really what I thought was that we had a shorter main story with about two or three backup stories when in fact we had one main story with many parts, which I guess makes up the whole intermission thing before we got to the actual backup story and it just i don't know but the but but i don't know how else you can make renee relevant 
right now without her being the question because she, if I was mayor right about now, I definitely would be firing her, which 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 well, it seems they're in the process of doing anyway, considering right, Vandal as commissioner. Right. So yeah, I mean, might as well have her don the mask. There's so many directions I want to go. I'm trying to figure out which one would be best. <laughs> Let's go back probably... to the beginning. And this this whole journey on the sea that Talia takes Batman on, it how important do you think all these people trying to kill Talia are? Are they supposed to be off-screen rivalry she has, or are these Orgum soldiers that are trying to get Batman? Or, or How much importance should we place on all the people that Talia has to fight and, we assume, kill? So, at first, I thought... I don't know. I don't know what I thought. So I thought her dedication to doing this had something to do with Roz's connection to Orgum. And so I was kind of thinking those pictures were, like, from the past, but, I mean, obviously some of them definitely aren't. <laughs> I guess it's just supposed to be all the trials she went through. We're not supposed to ask too many questions. Because <laughs> apparently they didn't deem them worthy enough of a caption. So, you know, or a word bubble. Oh, no, it's the blank gang. No. This issue was way too... It was not a Batman story voice. It was definitely not a canon Batman story voice. If this was like an AU of, I don't know, whatever this is. <laughs> it might work a little better, but it's just so... It's it's trying to be poetic and fairy ish and ethereal in a setting. I don't think it has any business being into it. Like, okay, when the, the people the, the people that look like ho- homeless Gothamites are talking, um, but why does he dress like a bat, mother? What a curious thing to ask. I feel like I know the history, but I've forgotten it. Like, no one talks like that. <laughs> That's, I don't know. It just, uh, the, well, I felt it. like I was in a box being rattled around reading this. I don't know. It's the only way I can explain what's happening to my brain. Well, to, to, to kind of steal Ian's phrase for what we've had over the last few issues, this no longer feels like the high story. And I don't know what to call it now. We're back in Orgum uh, land, unfortunately. Uh, and it's just, we had a bunch of convoluted stuff that's supposed to be related and isn't. And I don't know. You know it's one thing that so- really bothered me? We, the, <laughs> we got one attempt to humanize one of the Orgums, right? And then he's dead. And now he's dead. <laughs> So I want to talk about that. So obviously it's a huge loss for us in terms of any identification or sympathy we have with the Orgums because the mom is not, we don't care at all about her. She's just pure evil. But it's logical, I think, because he did betray them and the queen is pure evil, so she would murder him. But it feels abrupt and silly to me. Because he's I the am, only one they've developed at all. I am going to need us to check our archives. Because in addition to going way back when, when I predicted that she was behind everything, including the whole Roz killers trying to kill Arzen as a kid, I could have sworn I said she'll probably kill him too. You probably once. did. You probably did. She's clearly an axe-crazy murderer. 
Yeah. And, and and if it wasn't if it wasn't during that arc, I probably said it when I probably said it when we were talking about it and I um and we all came to the agreement that the rat was more than likely awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's so predictable and I think when stuff becomes predictable it, it's not likable. I just there's so much that feels arbitrary and it doesn't feel like a natural or organic building to anything. And that's partly because of another point I'm going to bring up in a bit. But this this death, I mean, I'll give it that it's unexpected. It, it, it did surprise me. But it doesn't make me happier or more interested in the story. So it's a wasted surprise. Well, I mean, there's the fact that the one and only ally on the Orgum side is gone now. So there's less hope I guess. Oh. Um, I still I, don't understand what they want. Yeah, that's true. And I was a little hacked off at, at, at Harvey's appearance because he was so interesting. He was the best part of the story when it started. And then they completely disappeared him. And now he's just suddenly showed up with a whole crew and he's angry. And it's like, what? I don't know. It just... There was no foreshadowing there was no introducing of concepts it's just like yeah a whole bunch of stuff just bam 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 is happening some of it's introduced some of it was introduced a really long time ago and most of it we don't care about yeah i think that's fair i didn't really have any notes about harvey so many different personalities with harvey when it's only supposed to be two <laughs> especially sure. considering especially considering what we got with um Harvey and the rest of the gang in Gotham War. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah exactly. So dumb. I still have no idea how this is supposed to fit with what Zdarsky's doing. It does. This is clearly supposed to be months and months of story, and there's no space for that. So this either has to be before or after what Zdarsky's doing, and that doesn't work. Yeah, and see, I remember when we first started, and I... um. I theorized that it was more than likely before simply because there were a few times when Bruce were, Bruce and Harvey were in the club talking or before he got in the club, but it was with Harvey. There were, there was mention of Penguin as if he was alive, you know, which of course was before we got the whole backup thing with, plastic surgery penguin but now you know we get a story in penguins coming back so i don't really know when batman is taking place compared to tech and right now i'm i'm not sure i really care yeah i'm I'm not saying i like care i just i would like to know much like i like to know when batman and robin takes place because that theory is out the window too so one of the multiple endings of this comic features the whole idea of the reality engine erasing everyone's memory of Batman. This, to me, feels like an idea that obviously they've been hinting that this is a problem, that this is what they want to do, but it, it feels too rapid and too wacky to me. And I don't think it's necessarily more wacky than something like City of Bane or Failsafe taking over the entire city or Joker War, like all these things that have been just really wacky. So I'm not saying it's 
I don't think that Ramvi is necessarily more bad than other writers in being this wacky, but this really feels wacky to me. I, I don't like it, and I don't really accept it. When the most plausible of those scenarios is the one of Failsafe actually taking control of Gotham City, that's pretty wacky. Because the whole City of Bane thing was just, I don't know. I'm sorry, back to your question. Well, how do you feel about that? The the whole reality engine making everyone forget Batman. So, that part of the story, okay. In the comics, especially these Batman comics, you have to accept certain things. Like, flying 250,000 miles through space. And just your underwear. And just your underwear. And a Whatever, right? Um, so sure. A reality engine that erases people's brains and makes them forget Batman. Sure, that's what makes this different than, say, any other story where Batman disappeared for a while and Gotham was on its own, right? Is that this one, they actually have a mechanism for wiping out Batman. But they're showing that, hey, Cass is still around. Azrael is still around. Is that also supposed to be Cass? Someone else in a bat suit. Um, I'm assuming it's Cass since she's been the Batgirl in this story. No, no, I'm just saying that there's two bat people back to back and i just didn't know if that was cast cast and Azrael or cast someone else in Azrael. but anyway there are still bad people around we know barbara's around we know dick's around <laughs> to say like people forget batman because he's not around and the reality engine it's, it's just, there's still bad family i don't know it seems a little weird to say that just because the one guy's gone like his entire presence is forgotten i don't know Seems like this was their own corny attempt at one more day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know, there's just so much going on, and I don't care. <laughs> oh, she said it too. Said it too. Okay. I don't care. Especially since the villains now look really ridiculous. I mean, has the, uh, it, has the reality engine been doing this all this time, considering the annual? Just... Willfully and on some type of schedule erasing Gothamites. I think so. It's the only way to explain the 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 crowd being all, yay, hang Batman. It's like, what? (laughs) I mean, the idea is that Batman put himself into the reality engine's quote-unquote spell the first time through R.I.P. in that annual. And so it's been going the whole time, and now they're trying to redo it to erase him from it. And I just, I mean, that's kind of, again, my problem with making Roz a flunky for the Orgums. It takes something we know, and it makes them lesser. And it doesn't really make sense with the history we already know. Especially considering he's dead now, and he can't address the fact that they've made him a flunky. I Shadow War made him alive again. At the oh, very that's end, that's I thought that's he got right, resurrected. That's right. He did come back, that's right. Because he, and then he, he... Yeah, that's right. But he wasn't hot granddaddy uh, Roz anymore. Guru yeah, Roz. Get it right. So Steph, oh, is that what we're calling it? Guru That's what Raz. Steph called him. Steph okay. calls him Guru Roz. I feel like I should wrap this up and move to the backup. <laughs> Let's do it. There's only so many ways we can, we can say this sucks. Yeah. This was, this was kind of a very disappointing ending to what was otherwise a much more interesting arc. Well, it was more interesting because it wasn't really... A Batman story, like you know, I think. Oh, Catwoman story. Y- yeah, your idea that it was a Catwoman story 
really made it more palatable. And that's probably why this is so disappointing because it's not a Catwoman issue at all. I'm just, I'm sure you got a question about the art, so I'll just hold off. (laughs) Oh no, not really. Oh God! Do you want me to ask what? No, I just say I I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Mike. they They got Talia looking like. She can beat my ass. I mean, technically she can, but still. <laughs> I didn't hate the art. I didn't love the art. I didn't hate it. I just am not the biggest fan. Yeah. I wouldn't buy it for the art. I'm ready to move on. Me too. Although I have some things to say about the backup. <laughs> backup. Elisa, written by Dan Waters, art by Christopher Mitten. When Damien Wayne was 10, his mother Talia told him the story of Elisa who died in the desert waiting for her beloved Farhad. To conquer his nightmares of Elisa's skull, he mastered dreaming techniques, as seen in Night Terrors. But the dream of Elisa fights against his assertion of mastery, and he fights to wake up several times before finally awakening, sitting at night, afraid. <laughs> when does this happen? When does this happen? Damien is hasn't not been ten. ten for like three years. Oh my gosh, I can't even... Damien hasn't been no. 10 since Rebirth, has he? No, he's like 14 now. Because he was 13 in the Rebirth thing by Johns, right? I think they celebrated his 14th birthday at some point. They, they right. celebrated no, but like, in Rebirth, he was explicitly he was 13. 13. Yeah. Took, yes, because that's when he took over Teen And Titans. I think he's 14 in the Williamson Robin series. He, he turned 14 in the Digital First series. Okay, yeah. And then they're so, talking but about like that means it has been frickin' eight years since he's been ten in our time. Why is he ten in this story? Well, and so then I thought, well, okay, okay, his mom's telling him stories, but he's still he wasn't with his mom when he was ten, right? When did like he goes to Bruce when he's like six? I don't know, eight? I don't know, young? But he's already Robin, and so I don't even know. And then he's Batman six six six, which don't even get me started. on. This is not future state Gotham. Batman 666 has no business being here. (laughs) You're stupid. Although, I mean, it gives me hope that Damien will be in the story. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's clearly what it's setting up. But but how old is he going to be? What is going on? It's so insistent about the 10-year-old thing. I'm I'm sitting here being like, he hasn't been 10 since the new 52. So maybe this this takes place four years ago, and that's why it's not affecting the Batman storyline. Even though Vandal Savage was in this story. That makes no sense at all. I just, I don't care. And if you're going to do stories like like these, as as we've all pretty much said, at least least hold continuity in, in check. You know what I mean? I just, I don't care. And it's a weird story. Can we be done? Please. I mean, like, done, done. Like, <laughs> oh, we got some. Do you have any idea how this might play into the story? It's just introducing Damien because everyone's complaining about this story. Well, I, I did feel that the, the Farhad and Elisa story did sort of remind me a lot of the Queen of the Orgums and her husband story. Like, weirdly like funhouse mirror type but it it reminded me of that story so part of me wondered if this was talia sort of telling a warped untrue version of her family's history with the orgums to damien it could be 
it, I, this I was would, confusing. I, would, I, I did not. I would be so pissed if, if 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 it turns out. I mean, there's no good way around this. You know, whether whether Guru Raz was actually Flunky Raz or if Talia's made Guru Raz Flunky Raz just to make a point to a son. None of it sits well with me. All right, let's give Detective Comics 1080 a rating out of five endless boat rides. One. I'm done. I'm done with the story. I'm so done. One. A spiteful, hateful one. <laughs> one, seven, five. And unsurprisingly, I still gave this the highest rating, a 2.5, but that means I'm really edging towards not enjoying That gives us a total of 1.75 as our rating and no mode. The lack so of mode mirrors my lack of enjoyment of the It's so disappointing. I, 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 and I said this before, if it wasn't for the fact that I, I have Detective Comics going back to issue three something, I would probably stop collecting this. It's, it's that bad. And it's so disappointing. Disappointing, one, that it's Detective, and two, that it's Rom V. <sighs> Hey, you got a second? The Batman universe is looking for Batman fans with something to say. If you're interested in writing reviews of your favorite Batman books, or you want to contribute original content with articles like the top 10 forgotten Batman villains, or why dead Didio's exit from DC was the worst thing to ever happen, then we want to invite you to join our TBU staff family as a writer. Just reach out to our email tbu at thebatmanuniverse.net and let us know that you want to become one of our writers. It's that easy. And honestly, there's no reason not to. You get exclusive access to our TBU staff Discord server, you get early access to comics, and you meet a lot of cool people. What are you waiting for? Email us at tbu at thebatmanuniverse.net and let us know that you want to become one of our writers. Let us move to Batman 141. Batman number 141, Mind Bomb Part 3, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Jorge Jimenez, colors by Tomu Mori. In the past, Zurinar constructs Failsafe, telling him there's another reason aside from destroying a murderous Batman to exist. In the present, Batman faces Zoranar, possessing Failsafe's robot body. Failsafe offers to take over, let Batman retire. Though tempted, Batman rejects it, knowing Failsafe is not an acceptable Batman. Using his multiversal evil hand, he attacks and lets Failsafe knock him out of the house in the woods so he can make a break for it in a nearby station wagon. Nightwing meets Babs and Lucy, the Grey Shadow, giving Lucy a hug. She tells them Bruce is fighting both Joker and Zoranar, then leaves, saying she's not a hero, just a hero trainer. Batman manages to slow Zoranar with killer moth crash foam balls, then gets enough gadgets to mount a furious offense, but still cannot beat the robot he designed to beat himself. Zor knocks Bruce out. Bruce wakes in a cell a few weeks later with Joker next to him. He knows Joker knows more than he should, and Joker smirks and tells him what he knows. Next time, Joker Year One. 
Though, again, starting with something at the end that occurs to me. I don't like the fact that Joker knows who Bruce is. Isn't that from Snyder's run, though? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Snyder says that Joker knows, he hints that Joker knows in Death in the Family, and then he makes it explicit in Endgame. I don't like it. I think everybody I, knows, though, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, everybody knows. I don't like that everybody knows. That's what I don't like. What, 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 what irks me about all the people that know is that while Harvey has known all these years, Two Face literally just. How does that happen? I'm not asking for return to the Golden and Silver Age where they had multiple awful plots about Batman doing ridiculously stupid things to trick people into knowing into not knowing who he was. That's not what I'm asking for. But can we just take it as assumed that people don't know? I, I don't like how it changes the relationship or doesn't change the relationship, even though it should. And it makes it feel like it's no longer in the same universe as those older Batman stories where Batman's secret identity was still a secret. And it really irks me because it, it was a choice made by, in my opinion, a very selfish writer. I'm looking at you, Scott Snyder, for no good reason in a way that fundamentally changes Batman not for the better. To to be fair, yeah, and and Snyder does get get the criticism for what he did. But overall, DC doesn't care about identities anymore. I mean, hell, they literally just one more day Superman, so nobody knows his identity anymore. And I'm pretty sure at some point they'll probably one more day Batman to where uh, nobody remembers, or at least his rogues won't remember who he is. So it's just nothing's important these days. What do you think about this new element that Zuranar is no longer a, a backup personality? Somehow Zuranar is a spiritual entity that can remove himself from Bruce's body into this software. <clears throat> so as I was reading, I think I read this, I don't remember if I read this before or after, um, tech. but I was like, you know, you can draw a lot of parallels between the two stories. Um, but I am enjoying Batman more than I am tech. And so there's just so much I need to forgive and just accept. <laughs> To be able to enjoy it. Because again, if I sit here and think for an hour about why it's impossible for Batman to go 250,000 miles through the air in space. That's fun. I'm still having fun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, it's just fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sitting in a room and it's on fire and it's fine. It's fine. So it's a backup personality that now is sentient and has multiversal, multi-universal versions of myself and is a robot. Wow, that's great. What are we going to do with that? That's fine. That's fine. As long as you're writing it well, I don't care that it's stupid. That's all I have to say. <laughs> if Grant Morrison was dead, and I'm not wishing it upon him at all, but if... Grant Morrison was dead. I'm pretty sure that they would probably be rolling over in 
their grave over how Zoranar has his their iteration of the character seemingly has been changed. Um and it's been it's been nonstop going back to the whole year one story when Zor was Zor was first created in that first backup with Zadowski. So the idea that it is that Zor is no longer a personality, an individual personality, but now a sentient being just makes absolute. I mean, I mean, we've had we've had personality machines. We got reality engines. We got so much stuff. I don't I don't know what to believe these days, but I don't like the concept. And I'll leave it at that. So I'm kind of in a weird spot for this. I it doesn't make sense if he's supposed to be a backup personality. But and I, I know I reference this guy a lot, but my buddy Magister P on League of Comic Geeks is a very thoughtful guy who's been reading through this Batman run carefully. And he says that Zuranar seems to be some kind of virus. He acts like a virus in the way he infects all the multiversal Batman. And I would be very curious to see Zdarsky exploring that. I just hope that Zdarsky doesn't leave it implied. I, I would like Zdarsky to make it more explicit. Uh, and hopefully that's what happens with Joker Year One, because that is promising to reveal what Joker knows and how Joker is involved in all this, because clearly he's not just caught up in this accidentally. He's part of some plan. Ooh, ooh, Derry, Derry, since you decided to bring that up. Yes. Joker infects Zor during one of those, during that first backup, right before, you know, Zor goes to kill Joker and Batman somehow gets control to stop him. I, I think at some point in that off-panel land, we're going to find out that Joker did something to Zor, and so he's been... Well, but if it happens in flashback, it won't be off-panel land. Well, I mean, if we get it in if we get it in year one, it, it's no longer in, in off-panel land, but it is right now in off-panel land. Yes, yes, I agree. It's currently in off-panel land, but I think unlike the creation of Zuranar in Batman R.I.P., which was literally just off-panel land, like Batman suddenly has this long page full of exposition where it's like, you created a backup personality of yourself. How? Why? Where? What? But so, that might be interesting if, if it comes to light that all these years Zor has been back in the mind of Bruce that he's somehow been jokerized per se yeah it's been i would like to know how he was dormant for so long you know i i hope zadarsky comes up with a good reason why he he wasn't popping up in other stories except for r.i.p grant morrison wouldn't let him (laughs) anyway what do you think of the continued use of dick and babs in the story they don't seem super important, but they do keep showing up. Zdarsky's putting them where they are for a reason, even though they're not doing anything currently. Hopefully, they're the ones to help Batman. Um, I did think, I don't know, 
don't know if I was supposed to think it was funny, but it was kind of interesting when Bruce was like, I should go get my family, but that's what he think I would do. So I'm not going to do that. And it's like, haha, Batman is a loner now. And he doesn't do that. So he didn't go see his family. So Zoranar knew where to find him, but, um, hopefully, I don't know. I feel like this is always the lesson, but hopefully he'll learn that he should depend on his family. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe they're just holding down the fort, reminding us that there's a Gotham because they don't want it to be like tech where we forget that Batman is real. I don't Hopefully, and I'm going to go back to our year end special. Hopefully, this ends in a wedding. Damn it. <laughs> that, that's, I, I could, I, and I only say that because I really don't know. I, I, I mean, because during, during Gotham War, there was a lot of focus on Tim and Zdowski was purposeful about that. He said it in the uh, DC panel at New York Comic Con. So maybe, you know, it's purposeful from the standpoint of giving each family member a place of prominence in one of these story arcs. I mean, so we've, we've had Tim in a prominent role in at least two arcs right now in Zadowski's run and the failsafe one um, as well as in Gotham War and that issue where he basically just goes crazy on everyone and saves the day. So maybe that's Zadowski's plan. I don't know. I'm I'm drawing poopy against <laughs> against the wall to see which one sticks. Okay. So I don't have a whole lot more to ask about. I have a couple of things. Go for it. About the ending in particular. One... So I haven't been looking at the syllogism for Batman, but Joker Year One being in the pages of Batman, right? Am I reading that correctly, or is that a different book? Nope. It's in Batman. Pages of Batman. Is this going to be a year-long jokes and riddles? Three thing? issues. Just three issues. Yep. Okay. But they're all next month. It's going to be so much. No, no, that's okay. Getting it over with. It's like a band-aid. It's fine. That's fine. Um. And the second thing was, <laughs> it's double Batman. That's <laughs> what Steph is saying. This is not going to be Shadows, so let's get it over with. It's not going to be Shadows. Let's get it over with. And also, Jorge Jimenez bandaged stubble Batman is it's my aesthetic. Dan Moore will not be happy to hear that. <laughs> well, he's not here. <clears throat> All right. So, let's move to our backup. Written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Dustin Wynn, colors by John Kellys. Zoranar takes over Failsafe's body and invites the multiversal Zoranars in. He beats the first challenger, Bruce the Batman Beyond, and then promises the rest of the Zoras that they will fix every Batman's universe. What a waste of Dustin Wynn. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It was just the same panels over and over and over again, and the colors were copy-pasted, too. Yep. I mean, you all didn't hear it, but, I mean, when Steph finished her her summary of this, I let out a big old yawn, because that's exactly how I felt about this. <laughs> I feel like we've gotten all this information from previous things. Like, I didn't feel like there was anything new in here. Well, I I appreciated that it made it more explicit that Zur is out of Bruce. I felt that it did help us understand that Zur is an entity, not just a personality now. 
And but I mean, we, we got that last issue. Did we? When he popped into failsafe. Okay. I don't he, think it was explicit last issue. I, I want it explicit. Uh, it was pretty damn explicit to me. I mean, he's no longer in Bruce's head. He's now in the damn robot. Mm-hmm. He's got to be sentient in some type of way to know how to do that. I don't mind the backup telling us that. That's that's fine, I guess. I just feel like the information presented in the discussion had between the multiverse ones, I just feel like I knew all that already. Like, from other discussions that have been in previous backups and in the main story. I don't know. It just didn't seem... If we're talking about, like, what does this add to the story, I just didn't feel like, other than, yes, confirmation, Zora's out. I just didn't... I personally felt like I had already gleaned most of this I mean, if if anything, if anything, you you may want to stress on the idea that the other Zors were not personalities, also considering. But I just I don't know. It's just it was a way to quote Steph. It was a waste of Dustin Wynn. For sure, I didn't actually. So I tell you what, I didn't realize it was Dustin Wynn until I read the credits. <laughs> Not that it's not good art, it's just, it's bad heads. Lots and lots and lots of bad heads. And interdimensional spatial backgrounds? Let's get to the ratings. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really have, I, I liked that it made it explicit, but I didn't really have any comments other than I liked the art, even if not much happened. This, not... this felt like a bit of a wasted, uh, wasted backup to me. Yeah. All right, so. I want ratings for Batman 141 out of 5 Killer Moth Crash Bombs. I will say, like I said, I have chosen I've chosen to accept the ridiculousness because I am enjoying the storytelling. I am enjoying the characterization of Batman. I'm enjoying the action. I'm enjoying the 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 Jorge Jimenez art. Jorge Jimenez. <laughs> I'm enjoying Babs and Dick, even though I don't know what's going on with them. I believe in Chip Zdarsky. I know they're going to do something. I'm holding on hope. I'm going to give this a three because I, I am enjoying it and I have hope in Chip. Two, seven, five. And I'm giving this a three as well. That gives us an overall rating of 2.92 and a mode of three. Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see if Scott. Gave it a score. Scott gave Batman number 141. He gave it a... Was there a backup? Yeah. Oh, we just talked about it. Wow, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Whatever you're you're drinking. I'm drinking the fresh water of 2024. I didn't didn't hear a rating. What was it? I don't know. I, I thought... Steph was going to say she was drinking her off-brand <laughs> Bailey. Her moonshine? <laughs> no. Scott gave it a 2.7. But let's give it some context. He gave pencils a 3.5. He gave colors a 4. The story, he gave it a 0. Five. <gasps> I cannot wait to read this in detail. <laughs> so what's the total? 2.7. I'm not sure why this is so funny. 0. 0.5? 0. 
in Batman 141, readers are treated to more of a mind dud than a mind bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Scott. So that gives us an updated average of 2.86 and a mode of still three. Although we almost had two modes. Let's move to Greater Gotham. Batman, the Brave and the Bold, number eight. Batman story thumbs up. I didn't read anything. I will give. I will. Huh? Nothing. Go ahead. I will give it a neutral. Just on the Batman stories. That, so, that wild dog story was just. I'm so happy it's over. So I only read the Batman main story by Guillaume March and the Black and White. The Black and White stories are thumbs down. I don't understand the point of that. Didn't even have particularly interesting art. The Guillaume March story continues to just be awesome. So that's a thumbs up for me. I hope and they since collect it's longer, that. it's overall thumbs up. I hope they collect it in its own issue because that is where I do too, because they're doing that for Tom King's Joker story. So I feel like they should do it for Guillaume March's story too, because really it's so good. good. Look at the credits. Did he draw it too? Or he just did the story? Yeah, he drew it he drew and it. wrote it. It's so uh, good. Uh, there you go, Ian. There you go. It's one of, I mean, I already have said that someone like Frank Miller can be, I would say Frank Miller's generally a better writer than an artist or a, a writer. I prefer to read more than see him draw. Uh, 20 years ago. <laughs> no, no, no. I've, I've said that about 10 years ago. I think he got sane again. <laughs> All right. The penguin number five. Upstain. I forgot to catch up. I read some of them, but I forgot to catch up and didn't think I wanted to read four or three issues of Tom King in an afternoon. <laughs> it seemed a little sadistic. I love it. It is, it is a neutral for me, but I am I'm starting to lose it. Uh, I, I, maybe it's because I'm reading too much Tom King. I don't know. It's a neutral for me, too. I love the art, and the writing's fine, but this is, like, the fourth issue in a row that's just Penguin recruits new dude. There, there's no ongoing plot. So it promises that it's done with the recruitment, but that was a lot of recruitment. Yeah, Batman I saw Beyond, this, you, what? I was just say I saw the Spider-Man face guy, and I was like, you know, I don't think I've, I don't think I caught up. I, th- I don't remember him. So, <laughs> no, he's new. Oh, is he? He's oh. new. To, he's new to the story. Like I said, the last four issues have just been Penguin meets random dude, convinces or forces them to help him. <laughs> Repeat four times. Batman Beyond, Neo Gothic number six. Oh, thumbs the finale up. of Neo Gothic. Thumbs up. It was so good. Y'all. How much of that thumbs up is the cat boy? No, listen. So it wasn't just a bad guy story and oh kids it's there was discussion and and entreating your friend who has gone wrong and I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And then when I saw that there was gonna be a third story for this new Neo Gotham universe, um I really was happy. I'm excited about this universe. Thumbs up. It is an abstain for me, however, I gotta ask this question because I, I hold the book for Steph to read it because she was cushing over finishing it. What the hell happened to John Constantine? Oh, so he's old now. This is Batman Beyond Universe, right? Bruce is dead of old age or whatever. Um, so Constantine's getting older. And he's been cursed so often that he found this, like, apprentice science experiment catboy to, like, mentor 
And then when he died, Constantine put all his curses in the boy, which was totally douche move. And so this cowboy is like really angry. And so the whole thing is about him being angry and and Constantine somehow still being around, even though he's not cursed anymore. And it, 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 it's a bit, again, you have to kind of accept the crazy mechanic as long as the story is good. And I really like the characters in this story. And so I enjoyed the stupid story. Much like it is, you just ain't got them. No, but same mentality. So I really enjoyed the early issues of this, but haven't caught up. So it's an abstain for me, but I think I'll probably enjoy it in trade. Poison Ivy number 18. Upstain. I am going to give it a neutral. Story's getting bad, but I, I'm still I'm still a fan of the art. Abstain. Batman and Scooby Doo Mysteries Volume Three Number One. Abstain. Abstain. This was unfortunately a neutral for me. Charlie Fish is writing this first issue. I don't know if he's going to continue writing because he's only written somewhere between a third and half of the issues of the last two volumes. And his issues were always the the highlights of those runs for me. But this one, it was fine. I just feel like it wasn't as clever as I know Charlie Fish can be. So, yeah, kind of a neutral for me. I For some reason, they keep making these. This is the third volume of 12-issue miniseries they've done. And I hope they're selling and making people fans of Batman. Because wrapping up with Batman, Santa Claus, Silent Night, number four, the finale of this weekly thing that I only read one of. Y'all, thumbs up. It was such a sweet story. I mean, it wasn't such a sweet story, but it was a lovely story about Santa Claus and Krampus. And it wasn't the villain of the week kind of thing. It was, again, there was relationship and talking and demon excising and Damien going off with Santa at the end and it was so much fun. Thumbs up. I might pick this one up in trade. I did enjoy it. Thumbs up for me as well. I, I am I am happy that Krampus got pretty much a redeeming story. Yeah, it was so good. It, it was nice, though. So. It's a good Christmas story. <laughs> unlike <laughs> you, Lieber Mayho. Apologize to Christmas. <laughs> Oh, you must be you fuss, you're still fussing about Batman Noir? I am. Noel, not Noir. Noel. No, I'm not mean Noel, not yeah. It was not a happy Noel. It was a bad Noel. It was a bad Noel. No shouldn't be that many F bombs in Noel. <laughs> there were. <clears throat> I don't remember. There should have been. <laughs> villains can have redeeming story. And granted, Ivy's trying to do something of a redemption, it's just but this is Purely enjoyable redemption mm-hmm, story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't understand how this. I don't know. This doesn't make me want to finish the Santa Claus story. Sorry. It's so good. He's good. I will say I the writing. No the writing. attachment to Santa. The writing is okay. The awful one-liners here and there just really. Good. It's like tripping over a rock in a really lovely garden. I don't know. <laughs> this man can literally beat. I mean, Santa can literally beat Superman's ass. <laughs> and he's built like it, too. They de- they de-aged him some. Santa? Yeah. Not oh. much, just a little. <laughs> the covers, wow. Some of the covers were really fun. So I'm assuming it's an Epstein for you, Ian. Yes, I have three issues. Boo. Going, I mean, this is my this is my promise. I will read the first issue of your miniseries. 
And if I like it, I will continue reading, and if I don't, I will not. All right, that brings us to our Patreon uh, thank yous. So I will read our patrons. We have lots of cool things on our Patreon, so do sign up if you look at them on Patreon and think they sound good. But in the meantime, thank you to Lisa Slack, Stanton's Grave, Johnny McCloskey, Ian Miller, Ed Grouse, David Richards, Joshua Lappin Bertoni, Captain America, Donald Townsend, Rob O, Caspian73, Brendan Roberts, and Stephanie Mounts. And that is the end of our first episode of 2024. Hopefully I will remember. It still doesn't feel like 2024 yet, but I'm not forgetting and saying 2023, but it's only two days in. So we'll see. I've made two mistakes already. I might have writing. Been. Go ahead. Yeah, writing 2023 and, <laughs> and still 2024. Yep. I've done that a few times already. And I'm slacking because I haven't bought a comic book yet. I bought Superman 78 number three today. Wait, Superman 78 or Superman? Yeah, 78. Number three. Issue number issue number seventy eight. Yeah. No 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 no. Superman seventy eight, the movie tie in series. Gotcha. All You're right. not reading Echoes? What? You're not reading Echoes? I don't like Batman eighty nine. Um, yeah, let's end this because I'm about to hang up on you. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening and we will see you for episode two. This is Maybe not with Ian. Nope. 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 This is Steph. <laughs> The new year, y'all forgive me. I still have a uh, fake alcohol in me, maybe. But this is this is deal. And remember to podcast and drink responsibly. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Oh, does it have a title? Yeah, Rain Fart Number Mind Three, bomb Part Three, Mind Bomb. Jeff okay. calls him Guru Raz because Guru is Raz. not allowed. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm gonna take that out. <laughs> no, does wait. Hold, wait, we're gonna use the term. No, we're not. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you could you could apply to some uh, grandmothers too. It's true. That's right. Like um, Leslie. I'm getting ready to say. Oh, no. it depends on it depends on well, it depends on which Leslie. If we're using <laughs> JT's Leslie, it could work <laughs> until he starts to age her up again. Anyway, I apologize. <laughs> Although, wait, boy, did, wasn't she de-aged again in uh, the punchline yes, thing? Yes, yes. She's like 30. They can't make, they, they can't make up their mind. They can't. They can't defy to her. I'm sorry. I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs>